And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, T996 here on the Arc Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, much happier, happier times, right, John? Everything's fine. Everything's great. There are no yeah. issues. No, no, they won, right? Nothing. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm, <laughs> I feel like I used to be mad about something and I used to want someone to not, but I don't remember who it is anymore. And all I know is that we won a game. So I, that's all that I remember. I have a memory that's uh, goldfish-esque. Yeah, I mean, I remember I was upset about something, um, and I have vague memories of of people sneaking into my house and uh, shooting me with some sort of serum. Uh, but it was a weird dream, and suddenly now I'm like, "Oh, Casper's great. He should be, yeah. he should be a soccer director, director of soccer operations for, for life, life." Apparently, that's what that did. John, <laughs> how are you doing? How was your weekend? I hope it was. I hope it was good. It How's was good weekend. It is and still is technically the weekend, I guess, yes. in a way. Uh, what was how was my weekend? Well, see, I played baseball this weekend. If you guys know me, I'm I'm, I'm old. I'm on the older side to be playing baseball. And I just came back from surgery about six months ago. And the doctor I saw the doctor last Tuesday he was like, hey, you know, just take it easy. And I'm like, all right. He's like, you can play, but take it easy. I'm like, OK. And then I went to go play and then I had to throw the ball to get a guy out and then you kind of forget the take it easy thing when you're in the middle of something and <laughs> I just spike the ball on the ground and then my arm fell. You know, like in the movies when like a guy is playing like baseball or whatever sport and he gets hurt and then you hear like a loud guitar squeal and like everything gets real slow. That happens in every baseball movie. That was what was happening in my head as I was being injured. I was like, no, I injured myself again. Or anyway, so that wasn't fun. That was not an enjoyable part of my weekend. Did you escape uh, injury this weekend, Ted and your, um, in your weekend? Um, I did. I didn't do any. Well, I worked out a little bit, but no, there you no go. physical. And you didn't no, get hurt, so no, no physical, no physical exertion here. Um, so I've, I've been. I we'll see. We'll, I'll check in uh, next weekend because I think I might be refereeing next weekend. Ah, so there's the we'll, there's the threat. We'll we'll check in, check in, and tell you. I'll let you know how I feel on the next on next week's show. Um, <laughs> but overall, it's been a, a pretty relaxing weekend. There there was F one on this weekend. There was a lot of soccer on this weekend. Let me um, guess. Did Max Verstappen win again? Oh yes, of course he did. Oh man, did. I can't believe it. Yeah, watching the watching the Ferrari drivers nearly crash into each other, uh, which was hilarious. And uh, I'm sure very very I'm sure Ferrari fans, if there are any Ferrari fans listening right now, they will be very upset um, or very uh, nervous and feeling like they need to get their heart checked because uh, it was that was quite that was enjoyable for everybody else who's not a uh, who's not a Ferrari fan. Right. Try being a Williams fan, people. Come on, it's not. It's literally you. You just you never. You ne- you're never disappointed because if they do bad, you're like, oh well, it's Williams. And if they do great, you're happy because oh man, look, they did that in a Williams. We are we are, we are losing. We are losing listeners We're talking about Williams <laughs> F1 racing right now. Oh come on, there's plenty of crossover. We yeah, got. We have. We have for once something exciting to talk about, and we are bearing yes. the lead. But before we get into the exciting thing, let's get into another exciting thing. Uh, we've mentioned this on Twitter. We've not mentioned it or X or whatever. We've mentioned it on social media and not mentioned it on the show. We are now part of something called Goals.TV, which is a streaming platform for soccer that includes gaming, cards, uh, analysis of sports, every league in the world or working on every league in the world. You can still watch us if you're watching us right now on Twitch. Please keep doing that. And also, please throw us a, a prime subscription or a regular subscription if you love us. You can watch us on YouTube. And you can watch us on goals t- goals.tv, which is an app. And I think I think it's a web application, but it's definitely an app. Uh, so check it out. Yep. Check it out. 
support us and continue to support us however you do. You can also check it out on Patreon, which uh, we're going to talk about some news. Uh, if you are a, a Patreon listener or Patreon supporter, yeah, you might breaking. have already already heard us talk about this. Uh, we did our regular Thursday Patreon $5 tier show. We saw some people that actually jumped in and started to, to resubscribe with the show. So I think we're going to continue that trend. So um, We just need more uh, exciting breaking news on Thursday afternoon when both of us are available on Fridays. As long as that happens, we're going to we have it's a path to money making. For sure. It, yeah. So, um, I mean, let's let's set the scene because because obviously, you know, from a vibes and mood perspective, um, as we disappear from the Twitch stream, there we go. We're back um, from a vibes, vibes and mood perspective. Uh, thing, things were pretty bad before before Saturday. Things were I would say right until kickoff, right until I saw Ted Kudu Pietro in the lineup. I was I was vibes were bad. And uh, Wayne Rooney decided uh, he is going to start airing uh, airing some dirty laundry. Uh, first, I believe he dropped that he has not been offered a new contract. He said discussions were. He's not even heard back from the team about a contract extension. So that's why like, hey, guys, can I have a contract, please? And then it went silent. I believe on the post game, he kind of seemed to indicate he's like, I think he maybe got the message after that. He's like, look, like you're you're playing for your job right now. We need to make playoffs. We need to make playoffs and then we'll talk. Like, he well, kind of so what it seemed like. Charlie Bohm asked him, are you playing for your job? He says, I'm comfortable. I'm fine. Uh, we got to win games. That's what I do here. We try to make the playoffs, but I'm but I'm fine. I'm comfortable. So he's very much like, bye. <laughs> see, <laughs> see you later. I mean, well, after this game, it does make me maybe think, oh, maybe maybe we need maybe we need to give him some more time. The price um, is going up. I think if, I, if a couple more of these games in a row, he's like, uh, maybe I'll leave them on red now. Dave will try to make a <laughs> phone call like, hey, I just want to talk to you about your performance this year. Yeah, he, he expressed some, I think he expressed some frustration. You know, I think we heard early on in the press conference, he's like, oh, we can't make it work from a salary cap. I think we all kind of thought that was maybe a little bit of BS. Um, I think maybe he's maybe letting things out a little bit uh, with regards to the team apparently did look to sign Jesse Lingard. He also asked about adding uh, Rava Morrison, who's still sort of hanging out in training. Doing training apparently looks really good in training. Um, and one that day to the roster, <laughs> super beneficial for us. How great he looks right now in training. <laughs> um, I like I, I, I guess it's difficult to make of this other than. I mean, clearly, I think he's frustrated with what the team was given. I think he's he feels maybe a little frustrated about how this year has gone. Um, I think he still is in a mode where he, you know, I think he thinks if he can get this team to the playoffs, maybe they can go on a little bit of run. Maybe he makes himself more attractive. I mean, even after this game, this, it, it, I guess we'll, we'll be getting a little bit maybe after we talk about the game. I'm just I, I just don't know. Like, it's very weird what to make of all of this and like how to like dissect what's actually happening or if it's all just conjecture. Um, I guess where do you where are you falling like? after his comments and everything, the sort of really airing of the messy laundry. I felt like that was just like, this is it. Like he's done. It's over. But now after this game, I maybe think, well, I'm not so sure anymore because he seemed to figure it out a little bit. I think he feels disrespected, uh, how, how things have gone. And I think it's very likely now that if he can find another opportunity, uh, and a fresh opportunity in a place that he wants to be, I think he'd probably take it. The the way and it's so tough because the way that uh, his quotes to Goff very much sounded like the guy who wanted to stay at any cost, and it was like please please sign me. But <clears throat> after the after the win and then the press conference, he seemed like the opposite guy. So I don't really know. I don't really know what the intention was. I do know that this story 
kicked up a bit of a hornet's nest with the supporters. Mm-hmm. I think the casual fans are are very much like, you know, how could we ever let Wayne Rooney go? Like, how could this happen? But, you know, two weeks ago, you and I were both like, I don't care if he goes. It's fine. <laughs> I, we're, we're clearly not. We're clearly not doing what we need to be doing. Um, and I don't know that I feel dramatically different after this. Uh, this was a very bad Chicago Red Stars team or Red Stars Chicago Fire team. That's the <laughs> first time folks, longtime listeners know that I have oftentimes reversed Portland Timbers and Portland Thorns on the Spirit Show, but I have never done the opposite on the DC United show before. <laughs> so you just witnessed history. They're in, they're, in, they're in your head after the Spirit put up a 3.17 XG and they managed to lose two to nothing. So they really, really are in my head. Yeah, but I, I think that there's, you know, I think that there's a very good chance if this if he does this again, if he San Jose again, a team that not exactly known to light the world on fire, but if this becomes a trend. Uh, then the casual fans might be right as far as you need more time. And then also Wayne's price will go up. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know that anything's really changed. I don't even know. I don't know if this team goes on a run. I, I will get into the analysis of the game. This was maybe the first time I've seen something like, I'm like, this could be sustainable. This could be a path forward. This could give me, you know, really what I've been, demanding from this team from this year is just like just show me where this thing could be better um and you know after this game it was kind of like maybe a little bit of a head turn moment it's obviously fun to win um you know i've decided i want this team you know i think we were were debating i do even want this team to make the playoffs and then like if i like if we get games like this then absolutely i want them to make the playoffs because that was that was an incredible amount of fun uh to watch the team play I don't know. Um, news also dropped. Team also looking to hire a GM in the fall. We've heard that before. We'll see about um, that. We'll see about that. We had sort of speculated. <laughs> I maybe landed on the side of maybe this means that Casper's pull with the team or how much influence he's going to have. I think he's never going to get fired. I think that's been, you know, should he get fired? I think absolutely. We all fall on that regardless of what happened in this game. Um, yeah. But I think. But- that news to me, that news, uh, <laughs> I thought of that news and I was like, that's like local, local podcaster says you'd like to lose 15 pounds. Like that's an evergreen true story. That's not going up and the GM role will just never get filled. It's going to just go on and on unless something else happens that makes that untenable for them. I mean, I will say if, if they are actively being like, we are not interested in resigning Wayne Rooney. That seems to me to indicate that you're looking at a GM or somebody to come in to decide whether you want to do that. And I think at that point, that makes like, sense. just leave. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I don't. I think there are plenty of coaches that could have come in and set up that lineup and could have seen how that team works. I don't. I don't think Rooney has done anything significant. And the fact that we're you know coming down this stretch and we seem to finally have something. I think it's also maybe a little bit of testament as to what as to what you know what is Rooney building? What what was he doing all those years? Or all those training sessions? Could he not see that tactically? It took him this long, sort of throwing a lot of things at the wall, trying to come up with different items and trying to find something that sticks. I think it is a little bit of a. I think it's a little bit of a hit against them. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh. I get. I guess I'm trying to think of the, the amount of times, for instance, they had Benteke, Taxi, and Ted available, and they could have played all three and didn't. I feel like it was occasionally, but it was maybe not as many games as we would have liked. Um, but then again, you know, the switch to the five man back line was done because at the beginning of the season, the four-man back line was getting, had like 14 goals scored out in four games. So I, you know, I'm not willing to give him a lot of credit. I'm not willing to give him a whole bunch of the blame. I think the roster construction sucked. I think it got hit with a lot of injuries. Um, but you know, your point that saying this could be very closely tied to the fact that we don't have a GM 
and the GM is going to want to have say over that. And uh, you know what? We want the GM to have say over this. Yeah. We want the GM to make their choice who they're going to last for more than one season, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, it would be as close as we can get to um, if, you know, Wayne, if uh, if there's an announcement that says, you know, we are we'd like to congratulate Dave Casper and, you know, thank him for his services as director of soccer. He will now be moving on to a new role in the in the organization. That'll that'd be as good as message as anything as we're going to get as far as a firing. And we hope that happens, uh, by the way, never like apparently never underestimate the thin skinness of soccer team executives. Who do, who do we think? Who do we think was the one who ordered that? And by the way, if you're not familiar Rose, I think the Rose Room. It was either, um, I believe it was the Buzzard Soccer Point. I believe it's a, a friend, a friend of the show. Buzzard um, Point Social, Angus. Bro, yeah, Angus and Buzzard Point Social came up with a Casper out uh, uh, banner, which I had, I had sort of called on. I, I'm not going to take any credit for this, but I had sort of said, "Hey, I think the fans need to stand up." I'm not, I'm not able to go to games. I'm like, "Come on, someone put a banner out there, and it'll get attention. It will get, it'll get golf posting. It'll get other people posting. It'll get engagement." And, you know, my other option was they're probably going to want to take it down. And if they do, let them because that will post about that and that will also get more attention. And that is exactly what happened. I don't understand why people that run, you know, run these organizations think like this is a good idea. We should force them to take it down. <laughs> like we should do this. We should we should uh, you know, we should do this. Like this is a good move. Like, what do you gain? You gain more attention from doing that. You gain more pull than if you just left that left that up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I for sure. It. I mean, I, I think it's a, it's about managing the moment versus managing the story. Yeah. I think if you let this one sign go, A, it would not be on the power rankings on MLSsoccer.com. Uh, it would not be mentioned by the Washington Post. It would not be mentioned by Pablo Maurer. One sign in, in a stadium during a Four nothing victory would be unreported, but now, but now it will be. Who do I? And you asked me, who do I think? Who do I think it was? I have no idea. I know that. I know that. He, I know that he goes to games. I know that Dave Casper attends, there. attends yeah, games. There. He, uh, could be him. Could be someone that works for him. Yeah, that, that's usually the way it goes. It's like the assistant to the person who's like, "Get this out of here! Throw mm-hmm. this sign out of here!" So uh, you know, I don't know. I, I I think I was thinking about it today, and I. First, I was thinking, I wonder how much different this is than the previous than the spirit situation, which is again Angus mm-hmm. uh, sign it's holding. Different. It's different. It's it's different. Um, I think that I think that I, I what I didn't want to do is underestimate the possibility of change again because that's what I did last time. I thought that there's no way that this is possibly true, or this will this will work. I think that there's a confluence of things happening here at once. You have this Wayne Rooney situation kind of petering out, potentially. You have this open position for a GM. Ted has talked forever about how this was basically Dave Casper's last chance. He put this as like Wayne Rooney's wild ride. You put together this roster of older players to get us to the playoffs and then see what happens. And then all these injuries happen. And then we had racismo part part due and lost (laughs) another player. Uh, I think that I think that things could happen where just with the public pressure too, that allows the ownership to make a move and and cast it as like a, you know, this was this was a, a well considered. You know, we're about the fans and we want to make sure that people can buy into our product and feel happy about who we are as a, as an organization. So it might it might just happen. I think that the pressure is going to be notched up. You know, Ted and I are on the discords with people who are uh, all about this stuff. So uh, people who unlike us are able to be at games physically. 
thank you for doing that, <laughs> people. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think there's going to be a lot more signs in in the, in the in the area, and I think that that will probably get even more attention. Will that you know what? I think that the like, to your point, they are different. I think that the difference for the spirit was there was such a ground. There was like malfeasance and like crimes and stuff that really like ramped up the whole thing. This is basically it, just like a decade of underperformance, and we need we need to change. I think this is also something that 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 story with the, with that whole messiness broke almost the broke out of the sports of the of the you know women's soccer biosphere. I mean, it was talked about a lot about that whole situation and everything. This is very much like, you know, we're not going to see reports on ESPN about this, about, about an unhappy sports executive. Doug, uh, we should ask Doug, who is part of the uh, Rose Room Collective, uh, who also made the first post about it being taken down. He says, based on the time, I don't think they noticed until the first goal was scored. Maybe, I don't know. It was right in the, it was right in the stand. They might not be, they didn't notice it. I think also, I, 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 think also that end. I, I would not be surprised if, if, Dave maybe also was aware and especially when Doug and I think also the team was scoring goals and I think if the game had been bad maybe they didn't care or wasn't interesting but I think they saw the team like playing well and they're like all right we got to get this out here because like it's gonna so there's gonna be pictures of goals with the sign over the shoulder and we can't have that yeah um but that's it so that's it so keep the pressure on San Jose game I think we'll see what happens next the media has noticed that usually is a good first step I think that, you know, it's it's really, they didn't, they, so the, the Doug says they didn't come to Angus, Justin, or I until the 10th or 11th minute after the goal. So wasn't, wasn't early on. There's going to be, they're going to be noticing a lot more signs uh, next weekend. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I, I, I the game was good. I, I don't know. I, I'm just vowing. Like sometimes I feel like these things like peter out if the team is successful. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying like DC is going to go on a tear right now, but I mean, I am slightly positive about what I saw and how the team lined up. It seemed to make sense. And uh, let's get into it, John. Let's yeah. talk about, let's talk about how this team played uh, DC United <laughs> coming up against Chicago. Currently, by, the, they, by the way, classic, classic RFK refugees. I think we're probably like what, 20 minutes in because the, we had, we had some spicy drama in front of the game. Like we live, we we're messy. We're messy podcasters who love a little bit of drama before we talk to sport. We got yeah. to do it. That's what, Hey, that's, that was the genesis of this show. That, we, that was when we come from the up. ashes <laughs> of, of 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 messy drama in DC United. Yes, let's talk uh, game. Let's talk game. Um, let's talk DC United four nothing victory over the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire, of course, now below us. We are now above the playoff line. Hey. We move now to negative one goal differential, which is I thought was significant to bring up. I think we were like negative five before the game started. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, so let's start with I guess the lineup, um, which we all kind of saw the sort of four man back line. And sort of a more offensive lineup than I think we'd ever seen from um, from Wayne. Uh, Golf had it kind of laid out as a four three three. It was kind of a it, you watch it. It was kind of a four one. I I I more consider it kind of a four one four one with sort of yes, you can call it a four two three one with Click kind of playing in the back, but. He's more playing, I guess, the more eight position. So he's going to push forward. He's going to want to still get involved in the attack. Um, and then obviously you had your sort of midfield trio of uh, Pirani, uh, Tekudu Pietro, and uh, Dahomey. And then up top you had uh, Christian Benteke. So, you know, and then of course the foreman back line was uh, Derek Williams and Steve Birnbaum with Eric Davis and Andy Nahar in your left and right position. So, foreman and obviously Bono in goal. So, done there. <laughs> it's got the lineup out. Uh, 
interesting. Like, what, like you obviously we had seen the reports about, you know, the four man back line, how poor it's been for DC, how they haven't been able to been really good. That's why they shifted to the three man back line. I was concerned. I was like, man, it's going to, we're going to basically be, you know, really aren't going to be able to bottle up Kamara. I'm concerned about, you know, numbers in the midfield or how we're going to move into the attack. Like, is this going to work? Then again, I'm like, I mean, Ted Kudipietro is out there. So it's like swapping a center back for an extra attacker. Really want to see him. I actually thought, I, I think, I, I don't know if I tweeted this anywhere. I actually thought I was like, this is either going to go really poorly. Like, Sky was just going to run us over. We're going to get completely split open. You know, Kamara is going to hit up a hat trick. He's going to pass Landon Donovan for the goals record. Or DC is going to actually look good in the attack and actually push forward. I was leaning hopefully more towards the I was leaning towards option one of like this could go really poorly really quickly but it didn't and the team looked probably the best I, I mean I think we've maybe said this four or five times they've looked the best they've been all year this has been the best they've been all year bar none attack wise yeah. they looked vibrant they looked moodful they looked it looked like what had sort of been missing from Benteke's dominance is he needs guys that can actually see where the play is going to happen next and run onto it. And we haven't had that for a while. We yeah, I think, that. I think he, I, I think the, 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 the poor structure and tactics of the team, the way they were, have been set up has pulled Benteke away from goal and it has not given him company in the attack. And this game sort of saw what happens when that's not the case, right? Like mm-hmm. you talk, you look at the last goal, he's, he was, he was in, he was in an ocean of space. Yeah. He was he was he was making that back post run, you know, not to say that he's been lazy over the last three months. He has not been. It's not been a lack of effort that's caused it. It's just been his his movement and the runs, finding open space, uh, the assist, even the assist he made that that is made possible by having two other attack minded players who are going for the goal that he can play in. That's like how he becomes additionally dangerous. So, yeah, I mean. I think something Jesse Eifert called this out here too is that Nahar had a great game. Nahar mm-hmm. was Nahar was healthy and he was running and dangerous on the right hand side. As is, I, I think I've talked about the as this team as Benteke goes, this team goes because he's the he's the goal scoring power in Fulcrum, and Andy Nahar is the other most dependent element of this of this team. Particularly when you have so much injuries, so many injuries at both wing back positions, it really you really see how much a good in form Andy Nahar has an impact on the game. Uh, and he did, and he and now he's going on international duty. So everyone, uh, oh, do your do your incantations. <laughs> can we please? Can we please get a GoFundMe or something to pay the Honduran coach just to not play him? Or <laughs> All right, what's Whatever his whatever his fee is for playing in that game, or however much money he makes from the Honduran Federation, can we please get that so he doesn't play? I really hope he doesn't come back injured because uh, he really was important. Um, I also thought you know maybe lower shout out uh, Eric Davis. I thought again was excellent. Of the two signings, we all kind of maybe rolled our eyes at these signings. I think Eric Davis is the one who may, I may be interested in letting him stick around next year. Yeah, um, especially he is. He's it. Yeah, um, he's been he's been very good, very good for this team. Um, and I want to talk about obviously Mateus Click. Uh, Mateus Click, the move with Pirani. If there's anything the Pirani move has gotten us, and Pirani's been good, and there's some there's some stuff I think we need to iron out with him a little bit. Um, I think is it he's he's showing I think some signs of maybe being a little indecisive and maybe that's just going to come with familiarity and knowing where his teammates are going to be but he's not like he feels like he's he's not he gets in the box and it's like he doesn't want to make a wrong decision and I think that's the difference with Teku Pietro because Teku Pietro got in the box too and made some bad decisions but at least he made those decisions and when he made good decisions those resulted in in goals and in and in and in opportunities it's about failing trying versus failing 
not trying. Right. But uh, I think what that does allow is allow us to get the best out of our out of our DP in Mateus Click because it moves him back. And maybe he doesn't want to be there. Maybe he thought he could be here and be the number 10. I don't think that's his role. He slots back, kind of pairs up with Kanaus. Um, made a couple. I, I had to go back and look. I But there were a couple times he was, you know, in traffic, breaking up attacks before they began. That center of the field, I don't think Chicago got much. Uh, any sort of progression, any sort of ability, it was all coming from the ends or from the um, from the from the wing positions, basically until you know that uh, that uh, DC was pushed up, you know, Nahar was pushed up or Davis was pushed up, and then they could sort of hit us from there. Middle of the field, like they tried anything in the middle of the field, Kanaus and uh, Click were both there. They gobbled it up, and it allows Click more time to pick out a pass, especially a absolutely just peach of a ball to Christian Benteke, who shows incredible ability to duke out the, I mean, just like, I don't think we've ever seen that from him as far as like being able to get in front of goal, make, make the dribble, make the defender miss. And then just, just a calm, very, very calm finish. He was like a four with a confidence transplant at that moment. He, he, yeah. he did not look like a guy who hadn't scored since the first week of June. So that's, that. you know, class is permanent, right? <laughs> Form is temporary. It, uh, and he showed it. Incredibly crucial for him to to get that goal and to really get his momentum. And I mean, he was just a monster all game. Um, you know, the second goal, I believe, I will give some credit to Home plays a a nice ball to him, uh, in which Benteke settles. Uh, we I had some little fun with Dahomey, um, who I I think one point he got the ball in the wing and just like I just completely missed it, and I don't know how he did that. Um, I don't know. That's <laughs> I think it was Brendan Cartwright was posting on 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 Twitter talking about how it's like you watch this game and you kind of get sucked into like, well, they can just get maybe they feel that designated player spot with the home slot. And then maybe think then, then we have something here we can be. And it's like you just kind of get sucked into it um, after a game like this. But, uh, you know, Bateke was a beast. Second goal, he traps it down, lays a beautiful ball. And, and this is where I think it's important. And, you know, I'm sorry. Um, Nimil Assad's out there. I don't think Nimil makes that run. I don't think Eric Hurtado makes that run. The vision that Tekudu Pietro shows to see that space and to see that run, know exactly the position he needs to be, and then to lay it off to uh, have the ball laid off to him, and then he just makes a cool, common, collected finish. That goal was everything. I was very, very... That was probably my favorite goal of the night. I know the Benteke goal was really nice and probably from a aesthetic perspective was really good, but that goal just kind of made me say, this is, this is what, what we've been missing for so long. And if we can keep this up, maybe we have something here that we can build on from next year. Maybe I want Benteke back. If he's going to have a guy, if he's going to have Ronnie and take a new PH. For sure. That's what we said, right? We, you just mm-hmm. can't have him as a, he's not an individual contributor, right? He's got to have, he's got to have a, he's got to have a posse. Somebody uh, in the chat, I'm not sure who said it, but TKDO. Well, Howdy Partner says that this game proves that TKD should start should start every game until proved yeah. otherwise. Yeah, I yeah. think it's he's got to stay healthy. Hopefully, he's 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 still young, but he's he's struggled with injury a little bit this year because he's basically gone from like no minutes to all of the minutes. So that that that's that's pretty typical. Yeah. Um, what do you? There's been some argument about his ceiling, and we feel like we had this conversation a lot. Yeah, we did at the beginning of the year. I think beginning of the year. I guess like seeing a performance like this I, to me, it just shows. To me, it shows how much he's grown, I guess, as a player, how con- like that that finish is just so incredibly confident. I'm not sure if he even gets in that position last year. He makes that he makes that play um, even earlier this year. It was just such a very cool, calm and collected finish. 
it really tells me, and and I, I feel like we we all pay attention to the football managers, the FIFAs of the world, and once a player hits twenty, it's like, oh no, that's it. They're they're as good as they're ever going to be, and that's just simply not true. I think this guy can get better. I think he's going to get opportunities to get better. I don't see any reason why they need to look for anybody in his position. Let him run out there. Let him do what he's going to do. If you want to bring someone to challenge him and keep him honest, that's fine. But I mean, honestly, he they, this team should be thinking next year. First of all, you're bringing back Benteke or you're bringing back Click. If you are, then you need to say, okay, we're going to put Ted out there and Ted's going to be our starter. That's the guy we're going to build over the next couple of years until he gets European interest, which if he plays like that, continues to play like that, I don't that's see great. any reason. Yeah, I don't see any reason why he won't gain that interest. Um, also worth mentioning, he's what? Uh, so he's 21, 20, I believe. So he'll be 21 soon. Uh, there's a, a little tournament, uh, the Olympic tournament coming up that the U.S. men have qualified for. That is a U23 tournament. I think he could be considered a dark horse to maybe play himself into that roster. Um, I think we're already going to see Kevin Paredes out there. Could happen. Could absolutely happen. Ted's picture on FootMob is the worst picture. It is, <laughs> it is the worst bowl cut. So we've got to fix that. That's job one. Got to take care of that. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if FootMob still has uh, Jonathan Bolaños, uh, much younger, twenty-four year old American, is still as a forty-five, forty-six year old Costa Rican I hope player. So. <laughs> I will be great. I'll go back and check that. But yeah, I think I you know the ceiling is. Uh, I think the ceiling is a really great question. I think that the, the, it's uh, very obviously the talent has met with the confidence of both the manager and then the reps, right? He's getting it's the, it's the perfect confluence of forward progress. The Kevin Paredes like jump, right? I think he's he, Jesse efforts is good enough for us. He absolutely is good enough for us. I think if you look so let's look at this rock. We've done this a bunch of times, but it's fun. I like to do this. Let's look at the starting 11 and see where, if you were to build from this, what you would change in 24 uh, Bono and goal or Miller. We said this before. Who cares? One of those two, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't spend, I, mean, I, I wouldn't spend you, money there. If if you really find a talent that you think you can build, honestly, I would say you, in my opinion, I would much rather them look and sort of build out either an academy product, find a guy in college to take that third spot, maybe a guy that you see that can. You've got a goalie on your league. bench. You've got a you've yeah. got a twenty year old goalie on your bench that can that can slip slip in yeah. that, that particular. We'll see. Role. But it's either him or you know figure out figure out who your long term because you need you do need an elite goalie. I, I love Bono. I I I am. I think Miller's had a rough patch. I don't think either of those guys are going to rise to elite levels. And I think you need that elite level. So, but I think from a purely from a budget management perspective, yes, I think you, you keep him in. I'll just skip to the the places where you, I could see you want to spend money. Uh, Eric Davis, you would want to find Mahana Jihadzi supposedly will be back next year and all things equal. They're going to want to start him because he's a big money man. And he's supposed to have a high ceiling. Uh, Derek Williams, has been great. It's one of him or Steve Birnbaum likely is not your everyday starter. Pines has gone to witness protection again. We don't know why people keep asking us why that is. We don't know. We've not heard anything. Uh, yeah. So one of those things would likely change, I think, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a 2024 team. Andy Nahar is super talented. I think Wayne said it in the post game, just like, God, if we could just figure out a way to keep him healthy, he would be one of the best players in this league because yeah. the availability is the only thing that's holding him back. I think you got it. You have to. I think if you're looking at a big money position to spend on, I think you look at that right that right wing back position and you say we need to find somebody that can that we know that can consistently start week in and week out, and we can use Nahar as sort of a load management. We can use him as yeah. a change of pace guy, someone who could do something different. 
Uh, Imagine him as a Swiss Army knife on this team that doesn't that isn't expected to play every match. Like he he would be fresh. Mm -hmm. It would be great. Um, Dahomey is the only player that is for sure replaceable in that front three or the front four. Pirani is early, but he's on loan, and I think they're going to want to keep him because he's under twenty two, and the and the costs will be spread. I think, I think he's to me to me after these first three games. Yeah, I think he's earned he's earned a chance. He's earned a he's spot. He's a keep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I we'll see. I I think this every game he seems to be getting better. His decision making was a little bit sus. I hope he's not hurt. You looked like I think on the fourth goal. I was more concerned about him than the fact that we scored the fourth goal. <laughs> I didn't. That's probably the lowest I ever cheered for a goal because I was like, uh, "Is Brody okay? Can someone please make sure he's okay?" And he looked a little a little shaken up. Our own producer trolling us here and saying, you know, who would be a great fit for that right back spot is Julian Gressel. Which hey, he's is, a free agent, man. He is I a mean, free we, agent. We get a new GM and we say, no, 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 Dave's gone. Don't worry. Maybe. We'll see. Dave and Wayne are gone, uh, Julian. You can still, your your place is still available in Loudon. You can move right back in. You know, what Paul's gone, but you know a lot of the people around there. Uh, and then Mateus Click and Russell Canales are probably keepers, right? Like they're... Yeah. If you if you look at this roster, this is a good roster you could carry forward with maybe one or two changes, and then it's all about real depth. Trying to figure out ways that you can really institute a depth so that you're not raiding the Loud United pantry. Uh, which you know, so right now the bench is Heinzike, who came in for an injured Derek Williams. Fajardo, he was fine. Fajardo is gone for sure. Ruan will they'll keep him because he's under contract. Uh, Santos, I think you, I think you probably move on from him if you wanted to. And yeah. really big Chris Durkin is, I think, great depth. Yeah. I think if you, I think if, I, similar, similar to the heart, right? Like if you could figure out a way to deploy him as necessary, you could, you could really handle some business. I think. He, he needs to be, you need to eye him in my mind. You need to eye him in that, in that number six role with Russell Canals. Because Canals, Canals has been unbelievably healthy this year. I think he's only yep. picked up one injury I can remember where he missed some minutes. Unbelievably, he's not, but he hasn't been healthy for a long time. And I think that is where that is where you're going to want to put Chris Durkin because when I think he subbed in, I'm pretty sure he subbed into kind of that more central defensive midfield role. And I thought he was good. I thought he showed, you know, a lot of people have called him a USL championship level player. I don't think that's true. I just think he's being misused. And I think if you get him in this, in, a, in a good role, if you get him in a, and I think also what he did is he kind of took, I think uh, Chicago was maybe gaining a little bit of steam and then he subbed in and that all kind of died out very quickly uh, for Chicago. Could have been, could have been exhaustion on the Chicago side, but um, and we should also mention Chicago did also play a game on Wednesday. So fresher legs were maybe tough, uh, tough cookies. Tough. <laughs> for, so uh, by the way, if you look at, I want to highlight your point about Russell Canals. Uh, he's on track to eclipse his uh, MLS record in games played. He played uh, in 2017. He was a late season addition, played 10 games, 2018, 20 games, 2019. He played 26 games. And then after that, 12, 21, 18. And this year he's at 21 so far. So looking like, looking like he's on track to eclipse it, barring injury or selection, or at least tie it. So, and this is also his, Highest ever again. Footmob is uh, an exact science, but it's highest average rating as well. So I think the numbers back up what you're seeing is that he's available, and when he's available and healthy, he's he does the job better than anybody else on our roster doing that particular thing. So him and him and Click are an interesting two man. It's a more interesting two man than was Felipe and him, than Junior Junior Moreno and him, than the other cast of characters that have sat next to Russell Knauss. I think this was a 
this could be from a from a skill perspective and what they do differently i think is kind of a cool a cool pairing we'll see how it goes going forward yeah um, also uh producer brian mentioning uh we did not talk about uh lewis o'brien has finally found a track at middlesbrough um so he is uh which i believe is the uh team in english team that uh dc uk uh, it's right james <laughs> james over at dc uk sports so congratulations to him he gets to watch o'brien uh play and he probably maybe already has an o'brien kit that he can that he can show us at some keeps point. it in the family lucky james yeah so oh that, that i i need to go back and read i was a little bit frustrated i, I was a little bit frustrated at the athletic i think did a weekly review and they talked about dc but all they did was talk about how how awful it was that lewis o'brien had left the team and how much that team had struggled and i feel like maybe that's something they had planned to write like they had they had that sort of research all done and they were gonna put it in the and then dc goes and wins for nothing and maybe looks <laughs> Better than they, I would argue, potentially better than they have with Lewis O'Brien out there. Uh, so maybe that kind of that kind of changed some things. Um, so I'm interested to read that article. I might check it out now that I got a little bit upset. I was like, you guys didn't actually talk about. Like I've been waiting. I've been looking for any type of no Matt Doyle, nothing. No one can talk about. Like because I use them as kind of like, am, am I am I homerish, which is which is very possible, likely, or Probably. or do they or do they all think it's real? Do they all do they all see it as real? Uh, by the way, vote for uh, Christian Menteke, Player of the Week. Uh, we all know Leo Messi's also on there. He will probably win it. So what? <laughs> that would be wild if that happened. Yeah. Uh, fourth goal, second goal for Christian uh, Benteke. By the way, I believe that's Christian Benteke's tenth goal. And I recall I saw in like I think like there's like what thirteen. I, I said a handful of goals because I wasn't sure if anybody else who's leading the Golden Boot race has scored or anything like that. I believe he's now like five. Was it five? He's probably like five or five or less goals off the Golden Boot race. Would it be wild if he like picked it up and like he suddenly like shot himself into like the Golden Boot race like right Pomar-esque. <laughs> and then goes on and wins it. And then it's like and yeah, it's been it's been a weird year. There hasn't been a lot of it really hasn't been there hasn't been like a real like dominant goal scorer. This is kind of like the Ola Kamara year where there really wasn't like a dominant goal scorer because Joseph Martinez was injured. I think this has been kind of similar in a lot of respects um, that there really hasn't been like a guy who's just running away with it, scoring 10, 15, 16, 17 goals. So interesting. RJR, RJR in DC asks, should DC United look to transition Durkin into a center back role? He could be a top level center, top level center back. He's, they've tried I, that a couple times. I have thought of this. I have thought I, I think he would do well in a three man back line. I am not sure he would do well in a two man back line. I think if he played kind of the the uh the Victor Paulson role kind of in that three man back line. Um but overall I, I don't I I don't see it as uh yeah, I don't see this. I've seen him sunned on corners too many times to to have him as your as your center back. I'm from just from an aerial defense perspective. He just doesn't yeah. he's not very strong here. I think he could do it. I think he could if he if he really committed to it and you know there was a coach willing to let him have that time to do to build that role. I just don't think I think we're kind of past it at this point. It's like maybe better there than fullback though. Yeah. Certainly not my favorite not my favorite spot for him. Yeah. Oh god, scenes of that game. Ah, I want Durkin to be good, man. He's a Richmond, he's a Richmond. I get it. I get it. And I think that I think if used correctly, he can be. And I think and not and not being relied upon to be in the because listen, if you look at his salary cap hit, you look at sort of the 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 context around the player. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be in the starting eleven. Like it's not. There's other players where you're like, well, we've got to play him. It just makes sense from international spot, DP slot, uh, high salary, whatever. The, whatever. The, 
it's not really the case for him, unfortunately for him. Like a, a new coach that comes in that doesn't have the history with, with Chris Durkin could say, I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll plug in where you need to be plugged in. Yeah, and, and I think I think also if you look at it from a perspective, I don't think his cap hit would be too high that even if you wanted to go out and grab another U22 player, that his cap hit would not be like so significant. And the whole world of the salary cap might be changing this year. Like we might be talking about a completely different world. No details yet, but we've re- there's a lot of rumblings with what's been going on with Messi and everything like that, that, that this could be uh, that this could be changing. So did you watch the LAFC game last night? I did not. I did not. I went and watched that. I watched Oppenheimer. I, I forgot to mention that this week. I watched. I watched. There you go. That was your what you did this weekend. The, yeah, the, no, I saw. missed that. I completely missed that. I forgot I watched that. But that score out of five. What do you think for you? Uh, four point five. Well, very good. Yeah, cool. it was very good. It was very good. I'll, I'll probably see it when it comes on available for rent for like seventy five dollars on Apple TV. I wanted to do the IMAX, but sadly, the IMAX theater, the closest IMAX theater in Charlottesville was not showing it anymore. So I just said, I'll forget it. I'm just going to go to the theater. I thought you were going to say the closest IMAX theater in Lynchburg was Richmond, Virginia. Is what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Probably the closest one showing it at this point. But yeah, there is one in Charlottesville. So anyway, that was completely off track, but that's OK. Well, listen, we're, we've, we've talked for a bit. We can go. We can go a little bit off. Um, yeah, but so I watched the game. Messi continues to be OP. The whole and reminding me is just in, entire, and it's funny too. Like the players that he brought with him, the Jordi Alba, the Sergio Busquets, who no one really anticipated much out of because they are old and they're not they're not messy. Like it's not like they were expected to change the game, but they have, if you can believe it, they have a really amazing chemistry together. <laughs> I don't know if you can imagine the fact that those three players know exactly what the other ones are going to do in the field, and uh, they weren't playing Chicago. They were they were playing LAFC at home and uh, they put three past them. So man, I really yeah. I really watch the space, man. They're they're I, they're gonna they're gonna make a run here. I think it's I don't, I think anything is possible for them. I think if you're anybody in the playoffs, you already know that. I think you're thinking we need to be eighth if we want to make yeah, the playoffs. We need, we need to be eighth because it could it could. I mean, if you're thinking about scraping it at ninth, I don't know. I, I still think they will. I think with the games, they will eventually potentially run out of steam. Um, you know, Nashville showed that they are not in completely infallible. They can still, you can still hold them to results and they pick up a couple of draws and, and really this, this run can end very quickly. But again, you know, crazier, I, I'd say crazier things have happened in the league. I did want to get to this question. We got a question from our discord. Someone asked in the chat, if we have a discord, go to our Twitter page. There's a discord right there. Jump in. <laughs> it's a nested in. answer to your question. Also producer Jump. Brian will always answer your questions anytime. Producer Brian help you out. Yeah, Mr. Maglou says, seemed like the connection between our defense and midfield broke after Williams was subbed off. I didn't take a close look at the stats, but folks get the sense that this was a temper issue or until the lines reconnected again or a cause for concern. I don't know if I really agree. Maybe I don't agree with that. They were up to nothing at the time. Um, by the way, wild, we didn't even talk about like the second goal, like wild, wild own goal. The coolest own goal ever in all time. <laughs> totally confused. Like, and, and I, I was kind of laughing. I was like, I was like, that's a goal, right? Like, he's not calling foul. But I think because he sort of ran to the box and pointed in the direction, I think that's why he got confused. To answer Mr. Mr. Magalou's question, I, I don't I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Um I don't I don't think there was really any noticeable. I think Williams is a great player. He dribbled out of the box, which maybe caused me a little bit of a heart attack because that's what got him in trouble against Philly. Um, but I don't know if I really noticed uh noticed too much. Wayne talked about Wayne talked about controlling the game state and 
changing sort of tactics on that point after the score change. So I think you might be what you what you might be seeing might be intentional, but I don't have the passing uh, charts in front of me here. So it's entirely yeah. possible. I mean, I think he has. I think- Let's go. He ahead. had almost no stats. <laughs> Derek Williams barely did not exist. Basically, did not exist for 13 minutes or for 24 minutes. I mean, I think he showed. I mean, I don't know if the stats. That's probably don't bear it out. But I think he still showed sort of the incredible calmness in the back line that's generally been very good this year. Uh, that has kind of helped this team. Um, I think. I think he is a guy. He is a guy. I think maybe you, I would still want to see next year based on his performance. I think he's been he's been an upgrade. So. I don't know. I don't. I, I to answer the question. I don't believe a cause for concern there, um, on that front. But that was like still the wildest goal. I I don't know if uh, Dave Casper even got his like it's in the net call because I think everybody was just confused. As to he was he was very very confused. I I always make sure to turn on the 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 home broadcast whenever I can. I will say that uh, Dave is undefeated about not about missing that. <laughs> like he he's like ah uh, I think that was. Uh, it's like maybe his maybe his spot is an obstructed view to the linesman. I don't know. Like it just always seems like he doesn't know that. I think at one point too, he like thought that Chicago had won a penalty, but that he was actually calling a goal kick. Again, another easy symbol. It's the same outstretched arm pointing at the corner of the spot from where you see. I think it's also hard. I think where he's sitting, the radio. Yeah, we. I had a radio to get a spotter for him for like a <laughs> on the ground spotter. I mean, I'll keep listening. I, that to me, it tells me there's there's no producer there, right? Like, there's nobody actually. Produ- it's just him. There and, is. Like, no, there is because you can hear them talk to him in the breaks. Like you can hear Dave because t- they never ever ever cut it off right, so they'll just leave hot mic basically. <laughs> oh, every game, all the time. By the I way, I will never like stop. That. I'll never stop watching because Dave. If we tweet, Dave will say it every oh, single will. time. So <laughs> I will never stop. Dave, you got me as a captive, captive forever. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quick on the mic. I did tell him. I said, "Hey, it was." He was pointing at a goal kick. He was not pointing at a watching and watching them dissect what Threads was 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 hilarious. They did not know what Threads was. That was probably the funniest moment of the whole night. It was. That's a, a great lead into <laughs> that, that, that. Make sure you're following us on Threads, guys. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be posting on Threads. I, I want to. By the way, I want to go back to Messi for one second before we close the show. Uh, I think Carlos Vela said something about basically that. Uh, Players need to start realizing that he's on the other team and they need to beat him. And I'm wondering, who do you think the first team will be uh, that uh, realizes that they can kick him? That they that like it, it's a good idea to not ask for his jersey. It's a good idea to make him miserable, make him mad uh, and, and just really, you know, flip him upside down to kick him so hard. Uh, who's going to do that? Is it going to be in the playoffs? Is it going to wait until then? Because basically right now it seems, you know, they're they're playing him hard but they're not playing him as hard as they could so to speak yeah man i i well i, I think i will be cu- i will be curious in the in the in the u.s open cup final um with with houston i think cincinnati could do it i'm looking at any of these teams do they they play this is weird they play home against charlotte and then they then play they finish up on the road against charlotte they play charlotte hmm. twice Home and away series for Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm more of looking at. I was like, is anyone played Messi? That's going to then like because I feel like once you play Messi, then maybe the the mystique kind of dries off, and you're like, all right, we've we've been through this before. Uh, Inter Miami has a home game uh, against Cincinnati. That's a team that I feel like could maybe get the best of them. Although, man, they 
really uh, they've kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch um, cruising towards potential MLS points records. And it, it feels like they have not, not been the same a little bit since then. So actually not much of a rough patch actually, but yeah, but they're not, they're not as flying high. They don't look as confident as they used to. Um, even though they had a really nice wins, they went in. Congratulations to Lucho Costa who might win the MVP award. Hell yeah. <laughs> Somebody oh. said, "F uh, our uh, Discord friend, F me gently with a chainsaw." Says, "I think Messi goes harder if you do that," which is maybe true. But I think you, you, you again, like I said before, you you fail trying versus fail just like, "Hey, hey, Leonel, can I get your shirt? Can I get your shirt, please?" <laughs> there, there. Are I'm looking at his stats are... too. By the way, it's uh, people are mad about this, and I get it. I guess I kind of get it. Like very upset the attention he's getting. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it is the most as people who have to like create content around this league and luckily only dc united but imagine if we our, our remit was the entire league this league, this league can be pretty boring sometimes and you have to manufacture excitement you know it's just players that are generally not very exciting that you have to get really excited about because they're here but this is this rules like enjoy this because this is only gonna last two years and then it's gonna go away and then there won't be anything else to replace it like this so this is a peak enjoy the peak you're going up the you're going up the roller coaster right now yeah i mean I, the I think fact that would... like they had like nine uh, celebrity interviews during the LAFC game uh, to include like reaction shots by Selena Gomez and Owen Wilson getting to meet uh, Messi with his kids and like freaking out. And it, the, the a former royalty was there. Like, God, it's cool. Like, this is a cool thing. Don't be mad about this. You'll you'll regret being mad about this when you're older. It's a young it's a young person's game to be mad about something that's being popular. I think. I mean, I think I think it's it's pretty clear this is bigger than this is to me. This this is bigger than Beckham in so many fronts like Beckham, I feel like was big. I don't know if this is actually going to it could die down, but I don't know if it'll actually die down as quickly because of. Yeah, I think I've talked about it earlier. This is like a sporting more than a celebrity signing. This is a sporting elite sporting signing like this is. This is more, you know, this, I think this is closer. Beckham, people compared Beckham to when Pele arrived here. And I think that's maybe, certainly he was the highest profile athlete to come in here. This is really much more like watching, um, watching uh, uh, Pele come to the US back in the 70s. Like, this is really what it feels like. I think the biggest thing is going to be, who's going to be the first team? Charlotte will probably be the first. Well, I guess Miami. I think he's got a game against uh, Atlanta. I was thinking, what's going to be the first like NFL facility he's going to fill? And it's probably going to be the Atlanta game. Will be that one. And then, of course, then he's got Charlotte. But the the of the teams, I, I just want to know who's going to be the first team to blink and say, okay, we need to not play this at Audi Field. We need to move this to a bigger facility because there's just so much more demand. I'm wondering who the first, what the first team's going to be due to blink and do that. Has to be somebody. Um, I think we're going to get, we're going to get Miami versus one of the LA teams at the Rose Bowl. That's going to happen um, at some point. Um, I, it, that's and that's going to probably break the record as far as attendance goes. To um, Jesse Lever said Beckham slowed our okay. Yeah, he did. Um, but I don't think I have to go back and look. I think did he sell it out afterwards? And I like, was, and I was there. Yeah, sell it out. He sold it out twice. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay, he did. But the first game was the was the one that had the super energy, and mm-hmm. I believe he played about, if I remember correctly, played a half uh, and was limping around because he came with an ankle injury. By the way, if Messi was injured right now, 
would not be on the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would be like, nope, you can deal with it. And by the way, listeners and Ted, I apologize if I talked over you. My AirPod went out and you just you were just you were mute to me. So I was just talking. So if I so if I just talked over you like a uh, like a like a lawnmower, I apologize. Apple You're technology. You're good. Uh yeah, I I think that's I think that's about it. I think that was a pretty good show, right? Anything else we want to talk about from a DC Night perspective? I think that's it, man. I think, you know, just close it out. Um, you know, I don't think we went we went a little bit in depth with the team and we'll see what happens, man. This is uh maybe the first sign that maybe things will get better. I hope it is. I'm 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 clinging to it. Pirani, Ted Kudu Pietro Benteke, the new magic triangle on par with the new magic the new big magic triangle. I like how uh, agreed immediately, by the way. He was like all on board with that. He was like, Yeah, absolutely, man. Great. No, he didn't agree. He thought he, he gave the the slats like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I did preface it's been a it's been a it's been a long couple of months with this team. So I'm clinging to anything that gives any sign of any sign of attack. But so uh, San Jose, so just, what's our, what's our prediction score wise? Oh yeah, we didn't even really talk about San Jose. We can talk a little bit. I guess um important thing to note there will be international absences dc will be without nahar they will be without eric davis and they will be without ferrardo two of those are probably like the more important of the two uh that they will be missing i think that's all they're missing i don't think they're missing i could be wrong but i believe that's, that's right. all nope, that's it that's it yep and then um uh, i believe the big the bigger story i think from a san jose perspective they will be without k cal who scored a really nice goal in this game so I'd say from what they're missing, I think, yes, Nahar is a big miss. I think this will be two teams kind of on even footing. Um, I looked at kind of their lineup. I think they're kind of they're a similar team. I feel like we're playing a lot of teams that are like us in a way. Uh, longtime MLS franchises that have been uh, cut adrift and trying to figure out how to how to how to get back. So um, it'll I haven't be won a game since August 20th against Vancouver. Uh, before that, lost three nothing to the Sporks. Three mm-hmm. two to the three two in the what was that? What was the original derby called between the two LA LA and San Jose? What was that called before the El Trafico? Uh, so it was California it was, Classico, Cali Classico, yeah, right? Yeah, Cali Classico. Yeah, three two lost that and then drew against Minnesota away last. Yeah. So that was on September second. They're going to be have the same amount of days as we are. So fair matchup. We'll see how we'll see how it sorts out. They got to be the cross country again. This is another game. Every game I think from now until the end of the season is pretty much a must win. Um, and so hopefully they can go out and do it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, two nothing DC goals from uh, I think Pirani gets off the mark. And I think Benteke notches one um, with an assist from Ted Kudu Pietro. Why not? I like that. I'm going to say two one. Just because because I would have picked two nothing, but I don't pick the same score. So I like your I like your pick. <laughs> uh, I think goals by uh, Ted and Pirani. I think, but two two assists for Benteke. He plays the he plays the facilitator role. Could easily happen. Could easily happen. All right, folks, that's gonna do it. Thank you so so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos, vamos.